Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about failure. Now, there are lots of words that really grate with me. Um, And those of you that have listened to other episodes on this podcast will know that resilience is one of them. It just irritates me. Because in the sector that I work in, which is the NHS, it means doing more and more with less resource and just getting on with it. And of course, that's not what it really means. And another word that I don't particularly like is the word failure. I think the reason for that is, you know, if you're talking about something failing, like the systems on an aeroplane, for example, or, you know, you your brakes can fail on your car or your MOT can fail. That I can sort of accept because you're talking about something quantum, you know, either it works or it doesn't work. So in that context, the word failure kind of means, hey, it didn't work out. But when it comes to the word failure in terms of um, how people feel about themselves, I think it can be really damaging. And as with a lot of these topics, there's quite a lot of overlap with other themes that I've already covered in other episodes, such as imposter syndrome and resilience, as well as self-talk. They're all interlinked, but I think I want to focus on the word failure and what it means. And where I'd like to start is, is definitions. And one definition of failure is the opposite of success. And again, the examples I've given just now about your MOT or, you know, an aeroplane system working, um, it's quite easy to distinguish between something that worked out that was successful and something that didn't, which was a failure. But what about us? What about ourselves and this feeling of feeling a failure or feeling that you're successful? What does that mean and where does it come from? So we'll come on to failures and how they can be categorised when it comes to things. But when it comes to ourselves, often it starts when you compare yourself to someone else or you compare yourself to standards that you set for yourself. And you know, it's all relative. I'm sure many of you have met people who you might think are successful, but they think they're failures. What's all that about? 
So I'd like to start with something called schema because that gives us an entry point and a clue as to success and failure and how we view them because schema is all about how we understand and interpret the world around us and it starts when we're children, when we're young children. The experiences we go through start to have an effect on how we view things and there are four types of schema. Um, so these are based around um, yourself, roles, objects and events. But without going into depth on those, and of course as always I'll post a link to them so you can read more about them if you're interested, I want to focus on the schema that makes people think that they're a failure. And that is almost always rooted in the past. It's hard to give a, a good example of this, but if, for example, growing up you've always seen one of your parents behave in a certain way, for example, say your dad was the kind of person that always thought everyone was ripping them off, and you've seen on multiple occasions that he, you know, got into arguments with people at shops or at restaurants, um, arguing over the bill or the fact that someone had charged him for something when he shouldn't have been, that will have an effect on on you and how you grow up and your attitudes towards retailers and money and commerce, potentially. And so that particular child growing up in that environment may end up with a schema where they also start to think very similarly to their parent because of this learned behaviour, this observed behaviour. Remember, you know, um, children do what their parents do, not what they say. And why this is important is that there is a transgenerational element to this feeling of failure. And I've seen it time and time again, where, you know, in inverted commas, history repeats itself or patterns seem to repeat themselves in particular instances and, and in, in particular families. And you'll know from other sources and other episodes on this podcast series that our behaviours now as adults are linked to our upbringing and our childhood. So b before we come on to, you know, how we can stop this feeling of failure, I think the most important thing to understand is whether we are sabotaging ourselves, whether that be by following a pattern or responding to things from our childhood. Were you always put down? Were you always told that you weren't good enough? Were you always being measured against siblings or friends? And if that's the case, then that group of people are very likely to have false beliefs about themselves, where they will have this voice in their head, this internal dialogue, which will often say, oh, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve this. And unfortunately, that in itself sets that person up to perceive failure, um, as well as feel that they are a failure. So how one gets rid of false beliefs is to say them out loud and think, hang on, have I got any evidence for that? A good one might be, oh, I'm always bad at exams. Are you really? Are you always bad at exams? Have, have you, have any, has any exam ever gone well for you? Well, if the answer is yes to even one exam in your life, then your false belief is wrong because, you know, you're not always bad at exams. You know, it's that kind of thing. 
So your own internal narrative is important and tracking where it comes from. Now, all of this can lead to certain behaviours. So one of them is what I call avoidant behaviour. And this is where you you kind of half-heartedly attack things. You know, you go for a promotion at work or an interview, but don't seem to get the job or get the promotion. And again, if the root cause is your schema and false beliefs, um, it's not going to happen because you're not really believing the fact that you deserve that promotion, that you want that promotion. Yes, you might have applied for it, but do you really think that you can get it? Can you see yourself in that role? So these are the kind of blocks that people have, and and they're really common. I've, I've had them myself throughout my career, and when I look back now, it's it's just so obvious. There are so many other facets to life, aren't there? You know, there's your work, you may be a parent, you may be a carer. And again, that comparing yourself to others can make you feel like you're not doing a job that's good enough. But you know what? These things are tough. Parenting, for example, is hard. So it's important to give yourself a break. We're doing the best we can. And, you know... If your kids are pretty happy and healthy, then you're doing a pretty good job. Okay, so what's the answer? How do we stop getting down in the dumps about how we feel? Well, it's difficult sometimes because if you've felt overwhelmed, and again, there's an episode on that in this series, or you're burnt out, and again, there's an episode on that, um, it can be easy to think, oh, I'm a failure, I'm just, I'm no good at anything. But again, that's a false belief. You are good at something. You just have to focus on that thing rather than all the things that you feel that you can't do. So the way I've managed to get over it in my life is by not beating myself up, trying to learn from mistakes, not using the word failure. You live and learn. You know, everything that doesn't go your way is another opportunity to learn and grow. And, you know, if you're not careful and you become avoidant, you won't give things a go because you're scared of failing and then feeling a failure. That's no way to live. You know, in some ways you want to attempt things and if you fail, hey, so what? You'll learn from it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means that that particular project, whatever it was, didn't work out. So a really good way to start on this journey of success, if you like, in inverted commas, is taking really small steps, attempting or doing things that you kind of know that you're going to achieve, and that builds up confidence. And I always say that you you should pat yourself on the back every time you have a quick win or you do something that goes right. I don't think we're very good at that internally. Yes, people post on social media about their achievements, but I mean to ourselves that internal narrative that, hey, I'm doing okay, well done. That self-talk, self-compassion. My second bit of advice to myself was really not to fear failure. If you attempt something that you think is slightly beyond you, then you stretch yourself and actually you'll use parts of your brain that you are probably not used 
to using you know you'd be out of your comfort zone um a very overused phrase but you can't really grow unless you are out of your comfort zone sometimes you you just have to push yourself and of course you're just you're not gonna get it right first time no one does um and again whatever you're attempting may fail but it doesn't mean that you are a failure it's a learning event it's a way of taking stock thinking hang on what am I going to do differently if I try this again when I try this again and the last one which is a bit contentious this is not out of any textbook this is my own view is being aware that there are other people who rather arrogantly could never see themselves as a failure because they can't take responsibility or admit that they're wrong and they like playing the blame game so I've worked with several people like this over the years who um, let's just say you know nothing can ever be their fault and you know their life has been set up rightly or wrongly um, to kind of fuel this narrative that they you know couldn't possibly learn from anything they know it all you know that type the one good thing about them is that they don't feel like failures but they are lying to themselves and there's an important distinction here you've got to admit to yourself when something didn't go right and you've got to sit with that discomfort and address it and take steps to do it better next time but don't feel like a failure whereas this group of people I'm talking about you know give it all the chat blame other people come up with excuses like to kind of portray that they're invincible and have no vulnerability and actually for a while I used to sort of internally giggle and, and find it really funny that these people just weren't able to admit to themselves that they got something wrong or that they could have done it better but that's their issue hey you know what I mean so that was just a quick tour of failure it's just been on my mind recently um someone on Twitter, I think, posted something about failing an exam. Um, she's a doctor, and, and doctors in particular find it very, very hard to accept failure. And one of the links is a piece I wrote many years ago, almost 20 years ago now, that touches on, on my journey, I guess, with failure and how I've handled it over the years. I'd love to hear your stories, whether you've had the same kind of thoughts that I've covered in this episode and whether any of this rings true to you. And you can find me on the usual socials, um, Instagram, Twitter, and my Facebook page. You know I like a quote, and failure is one. There are just so many quotes on failure, it's, it's not even funny. I guess my favourite one is... Hmm not sure actually I think it's Samuel Beckett's one and it's this ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better and for me that really sums it up don't be afraid to fail but whatever you do don't personalise it to yourself you are not a failure things go well things don't go so well and all we can do is learn and do better next time okay i hope that was helpful um 
Listen, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Do leave me some feedback. I really appreciate the ratings. Um, I'm overwhelmed, honestly. I really am. And listen, I'll be back again very soon. Until we meet again, metaphorically speaking, do stay well and take care of yourself. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.